For all of you who listen to Submersion and own an Android device, go to the Google Play Store and download the Podcast Republic app. It's a fantastic app that allows you to get all of your favorite podcasts directly on your Android device. I personally use the app and I love it. I can search for the podcast I want to listen to, select it as a favorite, and have it just a click away. Make sure to select Submersion as a favorite so you don't miss any of our new episodes. Again, the app is the Podcast Republic app, available on Android devices. Episode 75! Woo! Now that, it, boys. Now that's yeah, a that's big a, one. the big 7-5. I gotta look that up. That has gotta be one of the special anniversaries. Oh, oh that's true. Is. What do you think it is? Platinum? I, I feel like it almost have to be. Glass? I have, the, I have the answer. I have the answer. Is it crystal? <gasps> crystal skull? It's Christmas. What's it? All right. It? The answer for United States actually unlisted because at 60, we hit diamond. I guess they just don't figure people are going to make it to 75. Not, but not many do. The, but over in the UK, they do recognize it as the diamond university uh, of the anniversary. Diamond oh. anniversary. Oh. University. Diamond University anniversary. Oh, amazing. Mm-hmm. And it's appropriate for this, because this movie is a diamond in the rough. Am I right, guys? Oh, not really. That's not right. No? Okay. <laughs> this is not a, a diamond in the film. rough. This is it's a pretty pretty uh, exposed film out there. Mm. Yeah, it is. It, it definitely is, man. And I think we're going to try to keep this thing a little shorter than we have been our last ones. Are but, we, though? Is this the biggest? Yeah, we're going to try. Is this the biggest film we've done? It's got to be this, this like made, Aquaman. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Sure. Yes, we did do that. Uh, yeah, but um, by the way, yeah, this is the last movie for Does This Really Need a Sub Movie Month? Thank God. And we do have a couple few special episodes coming up. Zach and I have been talking about doing some gaming episodes and stuff. And Brahm is going to be in on one. We are actually going to be interviewing the creator. And a former sub-commander, Commander Benford, on They Came Unse- They Come Unseen. So, look forward to that within the next uh, few weeks here. Just a little tease for all you listeners. Yeah. All, all you those tabletop, tabletop gaming, gaming nerds. Yeah. Jinx. Yeah, man. You just jinxed me? I jinxed you. Buy me a Coke. Oh, die, 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 What began as an innocent conversation among friends would soon spiral out of control and later be referred to by future generations as the eighth wonder of the modern world. Mac East Second Floor Studios takes you on the journey of your lifetime as your captains, Alex the Mustard Man, the artist formerly known as Brom, Jamie the Brain, Kyle El Capitan, and Zach the Backbone present Submersion. All right, Backbone and Mustard Man, you two duke it out. What did we get to watch? You can how, take a mustard. How do we how do we duke it out though? Do we just fight? Do we have, do we have a drag verbal race? Verbal abuse. Verbal abuse, man. Yeah, every time. Yeah, I think we actually should drag race for this sack. All right, be a good idea. Down. All right. Yeah, what what uh, what two vehicles do we have in this uh, race? What do you each drive? A Tesla X. Nice. Ooh. Good one. 
Driving Good. a 2016 Honda Civic. Uh, yeah. Interesting. That's actually a car that's commonly souped up uh, out on the streets. But uh, I'm going to have to give the edge to the uh, Tesla X. Well, let, yeah, let's count too. it down. Let's find out. <laughs> All right. Three, two, one. Race. Oh, shit. It's a big fireball. I heard. I didn't even hear that Tesla running. That thing's so quiet. That's a sound steady wins it's, the race. It's an electric car. You don't hear them at all. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Enough messing yeah. around. Yeah. We watched The Fate of the Furious, the eighth installment into the Fast and Furious Damn. movies. Yes. Directed by F. Gary Gray, which is mm-hmm. tough to look at and say. F. Gary Gray? <laughs> F. Gary Gray. What's the F stand for? Fuck. Frederick? Felix. Nice. Is that for real? Yeah. Felix Gary Gray. Why wouldn't he just go by Felix? Yeah, he should go by that. Damn cat ruined it. I'll I'll write to him, see what he says. Well, there was already a famous Felix, you know, the cat, so. Yeah. That's true. All right. All right. And before we get into anything, I do want to know who else, how many installments that other people watch? Prior to this, it was everyone caught up. Like, yes, I've seen all of them, and just for watching this one, I watched number three. Even though this one three has nothing to do with like the rest of the series at all. Tokyo Drift. Yeah, Tokyo Drift. I yeah, just like closest that one. to closest to number seven. Not this one, but number seven has elements of Tokyo Drift incorporated into it, and different characters brought back in. Uh, not this one though. I've seen all of them, and I own one through seven. Nice. I love these movies. I've seen one and two, and then this one. Which is a really big gap that you kind of miss. It's a pretty big gap. There. Uh, At that I gotta, point, you're, I like, f- you're like, oh, don't, don't expect Vin Diesel in this one since he's gone. I do have a funny story with it. I told a couple of guys last week. Um, in high school, I went with a friend, or rather a group of friends, uh, high school buddies, to Norris Lake for vacation, uh, boating, tubing, all of that kind of stuff. And at the place we were staying, it was a cottage, you know, in the woods there, they had a DVD player, and I'm pretty sure they only had one movie, and that movie happened to be Too Fast, Too Furious. So we Which watched is, that. Yeah, one of the worst, one of the worst <laughs> in the series. We loved it at the time. Like, it was before, like, IMDb or any of that was big, and no one was really tainting our view of it, like, and it was the only movie we had, so we watched the shit out of that. I don't think they had cable <laughs> or anything, so literally they, they had this movie. Um, so we watched it like uh, five or six times, and then we went back to Norris Lake the following year, same cabin, and it was still the only movie they had, so we watched it another <laughs> five or six times. <laughs> That's awesome. So Paul Walker and I think that was Tyrese Gibson, right? We had them. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And Eva That's Mendez. When Luda came and Luda in. came in in that one. And then Eva, Eva Mendez. Mendez was yeah. in there. And she's, she's only been in one of one other one, I think. I think she showed up in one other one. Very number briefly. four then? Yeah, I think, I think maybe she... four. I can't remember. She showed up in another one, I thought, as a cameo. Yeah, because then they had her in a post credit scene when you found out. Yeah. Um, What's her name was still alive. Right. Letty? Letty. Yeah. I almost wanted to say Natty. <laughs> I ain't Natty. right. Yeah. Uh, I'd you seen know what? It says it's all oh, of Fast them. Five. Yeah. Fast Five. Uncredited cameo. Yeah. I knew it. 
Okay. I've seen I've seen all of them. I have well, Alex currently has my copy of Fast Five. I don't know how we're going to get that back. I You've do not. For years I now. have looked through all of my movies forever. <laughs> I do not have it. I do not Damn it. have well, it. Well, you know what to get me for my birthday. Fast Five. Fast Five. All right. VHS, right? VHS, if you can find it. And got uh, it. I don't have the other ones, but uh, yeah, I have seen them all. I do enjoy this series, and I was pleasantly surprised because I was actually on a flight back on Sunday from Baltimore. And this woman was sitting next to me on the plane, and she was freaking out about turbulence and that type of stuff. And she puts her phone down on her tray table and starts watching the movie to calm herself. And she's watching the first one, The Fast and the Furious. Wow. So I sat there and watched that whole thing. And then as soon as that stopped, Tokyo Drift kicked on. I was nice. like, hell yeah, dude. What is, <laughs> could timing be any better right now? I was, <laughs> I was super pumped about it. Although, you know, I didn't. I couldn't hear anything, but she had the subtitles on, luckily, so I was just sitting there watching it. The whole movie? Whole movie, yeah. <laughs> you just couldn't hear anything? You just read the whole movie? Yeah. Well, I had, uh, <laughs> I was listening to like my own music or whatever, so you know, I had my own soundtrack to, to the movie. It was kind of interesting, but you don't really need to necessarily hear a whole lot of what's going on, especially when you've seen these so many times. Right. Yeah, I had seen I had seen up to Fast Five, which I had, was hotly anticipated at BadMovieTwins.com, but then turned out to be very good. And so we had we had it's watched like, all of the the first four in preparation. Then it got incredibly good reviews, probably the best of the series. I think it kind of descends from there. Yeah. I think Fast step Five by step. was legit. Yeah, and then so I remember that being very disappointing at the time. Like Fast Five did not because wasn't it was so qualify. good because it's so good. And so then I didn't watch six or seven because they, they got reasonable reviews or eight. And so then, yeah, this whole weekend I was trying to they could just keep on getting longer and longer. I had the director's cuts as well. Um, so they were even longer. They were Each of them had like 15 extra minutes of footage or whatever. And my I swear my wife probably thought I was watching the same movie like just constantly. Just like cars <laughs> driving. And he, she's like, it's so loud. Like I had to keep on. She'd come out and be like, it's so loud. I'm like, I have the subtitles on. You can't hear anyone speak anymore, but like the explosions and the cars are so loud that you had to turn it pretty much the volume all the way off or else it's super annoying and no one, you can't live with someone <laughs> with, the, with the movie going on. So, right. yeah, but I got through should, it. I powered through it. We should probably it. get right into this soon though. I mean, we probably should because it is, it was like a two hour and 30 minute movie or whatever. Yeah. All right, let's kick it off right now. So we open up in Havana, Cuba, and guess what? The man, Dom, and his lady, Letty, are on their honeymoon. Yeah, and he's looking sweet. He's got that gleaming globe. You just want to touch that head because it's looking pretty nice. And you're not going to be disappointed with this movie if you're into very bald men because he's one of three. Very orbital, nice skulls to observe. Right, guys? We're all into that, right? I am. Yeah. And so they're checking out a car, him and Letty, and they're like, check out this car. And it's got a boat motor. And they're like laughing about it. Like, huh, isn't that funny? And then he's like, this could be my life forever. Definitely nothing wrong will happen now. And then all of a sudden his cousin is like yelling about something. And he's like, yo, cuz, what's up? And all of a sudden we find out that basically his cousin has uh, squelched on a debt and his car's going to get repoed by this guy, but Dom's like, hey, man, you know what? 
I will race you for this car. Right. Because what's the most important the thing? Like, I don't know if you know this. Do you know what's the most important thing to Dom? It's, he's not particularly clear in the movie, so you have to watch pretty closely to find out. It's uh, living a quarter mile at a time. That's incorrect. Just actually. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's family. It's family. Yeah, it's family, guys. It's a spoiler alert. He's super into family. His cousin, by definition, family. Right? We can all agree on that. And so he's got to take care of some baznas. Yeah, but guess what? He can't use his own car. He's got to use his cousin's POS. And they like, you really get this thing kind of souped up. And I do. You know, yeah. using like the, the innovation of the people around them. They're like Just inspired nice. by all the Havana stuff. And dude- we get a pretty intense car race. Yeah. What's right, funny, right away. I just love the idea also that he like squashed on a debt to the best racer in heaven. He's like, he's got the fastest car in Havana. It's like, what's the chances of that? <laughs> it seems crazy that your cousin yeah. is a international superstar car racer and you just squelch on a debt to the guy who's the best racer in Havana. It's almost like we're in a movie right now. Almost, yeah. but not quite. So then they go off on this race. Fires spilling out of all the cars. People are trying to stop Dom, but guess what? He's unstoppable. Right. That's what. That's why they call this. That's why they called this movie Unstoppable, starring Chris Pine. Yes. Right. And so there, he's zooming around. This thing is this piece of shit. He's he's souping it up. He's got Nas going left and right. He's got this like special thing where he like pulled off he pulled off something from the the engine. And it goes super fast, but gets really really hot, and then bursts into flames. So then, what does Dom do? Turn that car around. Turn that front upside down, go backwards, and now he's right, racing he's getting like cooked alive. <laughs> yeah, he can't handle it. They try to the guy tries to stop him with a motorcycle. Doesn't stop Dom, obviously. And then at the in the last moment, pulls some more Nas, gets through that finish line, and then one of a thousand times this happened in the series. This car is going, I don't know, hundred and twenty miles per hour. Who knows? He just opens the door and jumps out. And then the car. Well, it, so the brakes the don't work, and he's gonna right. he's gonna crash into this crowd of people. And so he's like, "I'm just gonna ditch this thing in the ocean." And it does this incredible flip, like forty feet in the air, bursts into flames, and lands in the ocean. Yeah. So then, but it's like then he gets up, and he's just like totally fine, even though he just fell out of a car going a thousand miles per hour. Gets up. Basically, the guy's like, "I respect you now," and he's like, "Don't even worry about your car. Like, I only wanted your respect. I only wanted your respect." And then uh, his cousin's like, but what about my car? And he's like, this is your car now. And it's his car. So basically, he's like yeah. the man. Everyone fucking loves him because he's Dom. Yeah, man. He's a and, cool guy. And he's living the life. They're on their honeymoon and just living it up in, in Havana. What and could possibly sudden, go wrong? Right. They're what smooching. What could go they're, wrong? They literally smooch. At this point, we have a, a full penetration sex scene. And I'm like into it, obviously. And then they're smooching afterwards because, you know, they're married now. So cuddling and doing all that married stuff. And then she's like, I'm hangry. And he's like, I'll go get you something. So he jumps out of bed. Right. He goes to get something to eat. Uh-oh, someone's having some trouble with the car. He's dumb. He can't help himself. He goes over and goes, hey, can I help you with that car? And she's like, yeah, but also uh, check out this video. I own you now. And yeah. we, as and a it viewer, is Charlize Theron. Yeah, we, oh, as, yeah. as the she's my as, favorite. Is that right? Your favorite actress? What'd yeah, currently, yes, absolutely. And so Dude, her and Atomic Blonde. Holy Dude, shit! Atomic Blonde is fucking movie. sweet. Did it you see? The, did you see her new one? The, uh, the bombshell, long, sh long, sh long shot, or whatever. Is it a bombshell? The trailer long just dropped on Thursday. Oh no, I'm talking about Long Shot, the one where she oh, plays like movie. a presidential. No, no. no. Anyways. 
It was fine. Um, I saw it. It was okay. And then, so basically, she owns him now. She's like, I've got something that's going to make you turn on your crew, and we don't know what it is yet. But yeah, all of a sudden, face, but his face basically, you can see he's such a good actor. You can see the reflection. You can be like, oh my god, he's seeing something horrible right now. Going on, right? And then we cut on over to probably my favorite scene in the entire movie, and we've got the Rock. Um, going absolutely bananas coaching this girls' soccer team. <laughs> yeah. Wait, this was your favorite scene of the movie? Um, it's so funny. It is uh, uh, no I'll, joke. I'll get into this horrible. later. It is awful. This is an awful. Scene. It is amazing. And, it is not good. Uh, <laughs> he's basically intimidating all these little kids. But then a guy in a suit comes up and he's like, "Hey, dude, we're gonna need your help." So your intel was spot on. <laughs> that Damocles seven EMP weapon that went missing in the Gulf. Arms dealers from the Liberation Front have it in Berlin. This thing can wipe out an entire electrical grid in a major city. No lights, no power, instant Stone Age. Chloe, Maya, you can't let her run by you like that. Let's go, let's go. This is a Class 4 WMD. Do you have any idea what's at stake here? Yes, I know exactly what is at stake here, okay? If the pink butterflies beat my red dragons, that means we lose the championship. Which means I have 20 little girls who are crying, and that's not a good thing. Which then means I have to spend a lot of time in ice cream shops and a lot of time at Tay-Tay concerts. Taylor. Taylor Swift. Gotta be shitting me. Get it together. Okay? Let's go, girls. We need. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyways. And there we go, man. And there's The Rock, dude. Injected into the movie and. Gleaming, boom, he's gleaming like, dome. I'm looking at his head like, whoa, right? Mm hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like an egg. So basically, he just immediately calls up Dom. He's like, hey, man. We got to get going. I got this job for us. And Dom's like, all right, I'll get the crew. And then wham, immediately smash over to Germany where we don't even We just jump into the middle of it. It's actually the first time I think they've done this where they just jump into the middle of the thing. Usually, obviously, there'd be a buildup and you see the whole operation. Here, it's almost like a matter of course that obviously they're doing some crazy shit. It's almost part of the joke. And so they bust through some Mm -hmm. walls. They're driving away. They're like getting chased so then they have this whole thing rigged up with this giant like whatever wrecking ball that comes down and it's just crushing people clearly a million people die i'm not sure if they're bad guys or good guys who cares am i right guys and crushes Nobody all these cares. people it starts coming back and so they're like, oh you didn't kill everyone and then it comes back and kills everyone and they're like great but at the last moment what happens dom at the last moment dom oh Pulls Dom up. decides. Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> the whole premise of the movie <laughs> is that Dom decides time to time to go rogue and be the bad guy. Yeah. <gasps> so yeah. basically, they're Shocking. all split. They're going back to their safe houses, and Dom and the Rock are driving off together. And the Rock has the EMP, and Dom wrecks him like crazy. Obviously, wrecked him. Damn near killed him, and. <laughs> He gets out, he steals the EMP, leaves the rock, or Hobbs, I guess we can call him Hobbs, nah. leaves him there uh, to get caught by the police, and he right. drives away. And then the rock, not being able to, oh yeah, and then Dom drives away, he he give, brings the EMP onto a plane, drives straight onto a plane that doesn't even land, basically. And then uh, it, it's revealed that yes, indeed, he's delivering this EMP device to uh, Cypher. Charlize Theroux. And is this where they reveal the motivation or is that later? Not yet. Not, not yet. yet. Yeah. yeah, we don't know uh, yet. Beca- because now we all of a sudden we got to send The Rock to prison. Got it. He's going to be, he, dude, he's going there. Yeah. And 
in we get to inject one of our own from another does this really need a sub movie month movie we get kurt russell back yep. in the mix straight up he's mr nobody Didn't look as good here but no he's looking he's still looking pretty good i mean it's all right looking looking uh definitely a better actor than his uh bozo sidekick uh played by what's who is it played by uh, scott eastwood or whatever uh, yeah 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 scott that eastwood guy yeah he's basically clint eastwood's uh, hopefully his grandson can't be his son right is his son I, it could be i don't mm. know uh but anyways he was a terrible actor and really i didn't like him very much uh but they bring him in and they just you know you're going into jail who's his who's it right across the way from him though dude the one the only shaw Played by Jason Statham. Do you got a sound clip of this of this quote? No, I really I thought about it because they they have some really good Dude, back and forth. They crack me up here. I got something like ten, five, like right. a few seconds. I will beat your ass like a Cherokee drum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there we go. He has like Dude, six of those lines. In this he has movie. a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> It's a lot, dude. He's got a he's got a lot of really good lines, dude. Him and Statham are just. I mean, <laughs> I feel like I they're just going good. back and forth with this bullshit all the time. It's really <laughs> I want, funny. I want to see Hobbs and Shaw because I liked them a lot in this movie together. Yeah, and I think I, I thought uh, their that's... chemistry was really good. <laughs> I don't. I guess I I really disagree with you guys. <laughs> it's just, I did not. I thought it was like a they were like a comedy team. Yeah. It's just all comedy. It's funny. Kyle always says the one, the only, whenever he introduces someone with uh, sort of a lead up to their name. But that's kind of uh, a joke on this because with Shaw, it's like his whole family is kind of in the business because his mom shows up later. And then in the new movies, I guess they introduce Vanessa Kirby. Right, uh, yeah. Who, who has to be, I guess, his sister because she is I think also it's sister, a Shaw. Yeah. yeah. And then there was a Shaw, the previous Shaw, Owen Shaw was the previous Shaw that they took down in the sixth movie. Well, he even shows up. And he shows up in this one, yeah. So yeah, the brother. It's a family business. It is a family business, Deckard Shaw. And so, anyways, they go back and forth a whole bunch. She's like exercising a whole bunch. Uh, do we get even an in-between scene at this point or do they just break out of prison? I don't think so. Pretty much think right away, right? it's a prison break. Yeah, then it's a Basically prison break. The, the suits want the rock to really help them out, and he's like, "I'm not going to do this. I'm going to get out of prison the legal way." And all of a sudden, there's like a quote unquote gate malfunction. His door slams open. All these guards rush up to kick the rock's ass. Statham uses this opportunity to grab a taser from a guy and short out the circuits, which opens every single door in the prison. <laughs> it seems wrong. Yeah, seems like that was a security <laughs> risk. Yeah, we might have taken care of that during some inspection and or something. Huge fight breaks out, like a chase scene uh, between Shaw and Hobbs. They're, you know, running, kicking ass along the way. Um, you know, and Hobbs is just more the brute force, and Shaw, you know, he's got the, you know, some finesse, but also kicking some serious ass. So it's it's quite I, interesting. I really feel like some of those guards they got to fight The Rock were, like, they specifically casted, like, five, six thin guys because he just mm-hmm. looked like a monster tearing through some of those people <laughs> right yeah he did it was awesome <laughs> he is a monstrous person though he is gigantic oh yeah yeah like i don't know why he hasn't played the hulk i mean that should be like his thing right i mean no? i mean yeah okay. i don't i don't think I mean, there's I mean, any he reason he's why the hulk in every movie he's in right he played what was that they rebooted conan right wasn't he conan the barbarian 
I mean, he was not Conan the Barbarian. He was Hercules. Oh, Hercules. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Anyways, guys, come on. He's not clearly not Conan the Barbarian. Um, and so they oh, end up escaping. Minutes. They escape. <laughs> they escape prison. Mr. Nobody's like, that took longer than I thought. And then brings them over to um, nowhere, which is where Mr. Nobody like organizes everything. And they have a whole bunch of jokes by Tyrese Gibson's character who's like, hey, I'm like, what? Like, what am I, 11th on the most wanted oh, list? Come oh, on. so yeah. They find out that all of them after their job stealing the EMP have made the top 10 most wanted list by Interpol, except Tyrese Gibson. They're like, no, you're actually number 11. He's like, right. what the fuck, man? He's like, he's oh, like man. I should be in the top 10. And then he's like, we should use God's side to find them. And they're like, good idea, idiot. Like, we've already done that. And he's like, what? And then, but then Ta- uh, Taj, uh, Taj Parker, played by Ludacris, he's like, wait a second. I can 100% use you know, God's eye, but backwards and we'll find them. And everyone's like, whoa, I told you, told you they were good. And then it turns out though, that where is Dom and Charlize Theron, Cypher? Uh, they're there. right there. They're there. And they're like, hey guys, what's up? And then they get into the room. They beat up a whole bunch of people. They're just like punch people in the face. It's like, no big deal. Don't worry about it. Then what do they even steal? Oh, they steal God's eye and they get the fuck out of there. And everyone's like, yeah. shit. And right before they leave, Charlize grabs Dom, kisses him right on the mouth in front of Letty, and it's uncomfortable. And at, when they get back on the plane, Dom's like, what the fuck? Like, what was that just for you? What was that just for you? And then uh, he's like, she's like, don't forget like what this is all about. And we're finally revealed what's causing Dom to be such a bad guy. Lest the, lest the audience get confused and actually think he's a bad guy, he's not. He's being forced to do this because- who does she have hostage? His son. His son and ex-girlfriend who had his baby. The timing of this is so wrong, it's pretty crazy. Like, it's actually it was startling watching six, seven, and eight in a row and having her be like, before you knew that Letty was alive, I was pregnant, but I didn't want to tell you. It's like, we've seen you in every movie, and at no point were you ever pregnant. <laughs> like, when do you have this baby? <laughs> when is this? How long have we had this time? You were in the last movie, not pregnant. So. It's well, very strange. It is. But sometimes things happen, man. Yeah. They, she, they live a quarter mile at a time. She probably had that baby in, what, like a month? Maybe a couple weeks. Fast, mm-hmm. as you can, man, fast and furious, really. Yeah. Actually, before we even uh, progress further, I totally forgot. There was a, there was a really good quote uh, right before the prison scene when Kurt Russell's talking to The Rock. Uh, Zach, you know this one? No. So he walks up and he's in his like orange jumpsuit and Kurt Russell's like, oh, how's, you know, how's that suit? He's like a little t- tight in the crotch, like usual. Uh, like I don't remember that. Good God. <laughs> but anyway, I digress. Continue yeah. with so the then, story. Then Don, they're, like, they're like, what's his name? And and uh, she's like, Marcus. I call him Marcus, middle name. But I thought you should give him his first name. First of all, it's like, you haven't given that baby like a name at all. You just, what do you call him, middle name and just going to spring a new name on the baby? Like, that's crazy. Yeah, man. And then on top of that, you're like, it's obviously going to be Brian. Anyone who knows the series knows that baby's being named Brian, like now. Oh, so just on. get it over with. Come on. It's obvious. Right. Well, not yet. Not yet. Anyways. So anyways, now Cypher's like, hey, Dom, by the way, I need you to go ahead and track some Russians because they got something I want. Right. And he says, okay. 
And they also are able to know that he's going to New York because, oh, they track through the dark, the dark waves. So basically they realize that the plane, because, because they're on a plane and then they're not being tracked, they must be using almost like a mythological way of traveling across the world, which is- Like a griffin. Exactly. So they're riding on a a griffin. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But- Sorry, I got cracked up for a second. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, they know enough people, and they're they're powerful enough that they uh, that they can ride between all the satellites and stuff. They know exactly where satellites are going to be looking at all times, and they can just kind of ride this plane in the dark areas. And so they realize, following these dark areas around, that they must be heading towards New York. And so mm-hmm. they're like, "Okay, we're going to head them off." They go to New York, and are immediately they're like, "Check it out! Look at this big room of cars!" And everyone's like. Yeah, all the car heads in the audience are like, fucking yeah. And then everyone's like, I like that car. And there's like a joke about that car. It's like, I like that car. And there's like a joke about that. And then Tyrese Gibson's like, I like that car. And you're a black Santa. And it's like, great. Oh, what do you call him? Blanta? Blanta. Blanta, that's right. Yeah. It's like Blanny. And the, the guy black just Amy. looks at him like, what the hell? Right. And so anyways. But anyways. <laughs> There's a – what's turning out is that there's a Russian delegation with the Russian minister of defense that kind of riding around the city at this moment. They've got a, the nuclear football, basically all the codes to launch nuclear missiles, uh, the Russian nuclear missiles. And Cypher pulls out all the stops to get this nuclear football. So oh, it's crazy. That, like First of all, Dom's like ready and set to go to get it in the end. But they're sending out like – they're basically taking over all the cars in the, the city that have uh, – that are advanced enough to be driven by themselves. So they take over these cars and drive them all after this uh, Russian delegation. And it's kind of like knocking off all the cars, but this limo is somehow getting away. It's got like a super driver or something. And in the end, it's driving all over the place, all these cars going after them, so many explosions, all kinds of shit. And then it, it finally is stopped when they pile a bunch of cars out of a parking garage on top of it. And like from like it's raining cars. It's Crazy. raining cars. Hallelujah. It's raining cars. And then Dom makes his interest and he's looking super badass. Yeah, he's and got he's like using a mask one on. of my favorite all time weapons in any video game, the riot shield. It's oh good. I was gonna say it's the it's uh, it was smoke grenade at one point. <laughs> smoke grenade riot shield combo. Can't beat it. You cannot beat that at all. So anyways, he cuts, he starts cutting in. They're like, this is unstoppable. He can't cut into this fucking limo. And then he cuts into their gas tank instead. And it's basically like, I'm going to blow you up if you don't give it to me. And what do they do? They give, they it, give it right up. They, they don't die for those nuclear codes. They just give it up to him. He jumps into his car. He starts driving away. But he's stopped by his gang. Uh-oh. They're all there. And they're like, you're not getting past us. Except Scott... Eastwood is an idiot and makes a giant mistake. And everyone's like, fuck this guy. He sucks. And Dom gets away. They go all over the place, driving after him. They shoot harpoons into him. And there's this very long scene of them like snagging him with these harpoons, but then Dom using American muscle, American muscle, and breaking free of his harpoons. And yeah, able he gets, to take He gets out of there. He's able to like flip these cars into one another and drives away. And Letty tails him on foot and is yeah. able to catch up with him. And he eventually she crashes. steals a nuclear football from him. Yeah, he eventually crashes. He has to get out. He uh, he ends up getting confronted by Shaw. Oh, wait, we did miss a part, didn't we? 
Because he's oh yeah, that's right. So yeah, so yeah. while while he, he was driving Shaw around New York, him. yeah, while we were we were, while we were while he was driving around New York before this event, he he has meeting with Shaw's mom, and clearly something's being set up. Even because everyone knows he's a good guy now, he's setting something up. There's a plan in motion. It's a yeah. it's a it's a foot. So, anyways, we see well, him. We don't know what it is. He shoots Shaw. But yeah, twice. he gets confronted by Shaw. He shoots Shaw. Keeps going. And then Letty eventually steals a nuclear football from him, and he's like, "I can't shoot you." Pretty You're much. my wife. The law says and I then, can't uh, shoot you. We can't. Yeah. We can't testify against each other. Lame. In court. Just kidding. But um, all of a sudden, around the corner is Cipher's right hand man Rhodes, and he holds a gun to Letty's head. And then Dom's like, "Hold on, bro. Let me hold a gun to your head." And then we got ourselves a classic Bangkok rules standoff. That's right. That's what they call it. It's a classic name that they call that thing. Yeah. Anyways, it's not. It's not Bangkok rules. We know what that is. Right. And so Rhodes, yeah, Rhodes is the Game of Thrones guy for everyone who wants to know. Um, got a big old red bushy beard. Christopher Heaveju or Heju. Sure. And Tormund so he, Giants Bane Jamie. And so they exactly. And so they eventually he gets away with a he takes the nuclear football, and they leave. But they are none too pleased with Dom's actions because they're like, yo, you weren't going to kill your wife. That's not good. We don't like that. And so what are they doing? Cypher is not happy with it. No, not happy with it. And so she actually has Elena, one of our favorite characters from the series, shot and killed. She's been in the series since uh, Fast Five. And she dies. And she is now out of the series. Uh, Maybe a couple memory scenes later. Who knows? But uh, yeah, she is now dead. And- all of a sudden, the crew is like, dude, you know where they're going? A Russian submarine base. They have like, to be. Hell yeah, we're going to a Russian submarine base. And then Scott Eastwood is like, we're not we're not going to Russia. We're not going to start a war by going to Russia. It's like technically it's by – it's like owned by some like like rebels. So it's not really Russia. And like techni- technically that's true. And so they head out there. Basically, um, Dom heads in first. So we see them. They're all kind of like scoping it out. What was funny here is they said, we can do, oh, I heard it. I heard it in the background. We're getting close. We're getting close. And so they basically, it was funny because originally they were like, you can't take any car you want. And now they're like, Mr. Nobody's like, you know what? It's going to be World War III if we don't stop this. So we should probably take whatever we want. You get anything, anything you want. And so it's funny because everyone picks all these interesting things. Like The Rock has this giant, like almost armored snowplow and- (laughs) Taj takes a uh, uh, tank that's like super mobile and has like an automatic gun. But then this was the, the funny thing with Tyrese Gibson, which right, he had really wanted this orange Lamborghini and he still took the orange Lamborghini, even though they were going to like Siberia. And it was oh, like yeah. this giant mistake. Why would you fucking take that car? <laughs> but he just really <laughs> wanted that car. It didn't matter. And then of course there's a thousand jokes about shrinkage before we get to the actual, because it's so cold, like shrinkage. Yeah, he's like, dude, I don't even recognize myself. (laughs) And so they head into the mission. Dom uh, heads in first and basically knocks out the base with the EMP and then has one more try with it and knocks out the submarine as well. So they're basically they able to reboot the submarine and take it over. And uh uh-oh, his gang's there though, and they're going to try to stop him. And so he heads off because he's got – he's basically just setting up to make sure that everything goes okay. Uh, it's going to be a launch, so he goes and is hanging with Rhodes at this point. The gang, though, is in there 
kind of doing their thing. And yeah. uh, who do they send? They send some people to the submarine, other people to hack, to, to cyber hack. They're basically going to have a hack battle with a bunch of hackers. There's like hackers yeah. hacking away. And people are fighting. They're fighting like big people with beards. And then we even get a guy who comes hacking. in with at somebody with a wrench. It's pretty hardcore. Good call. I didn't even really notice. And there's definitely fire in this, particularly in the oh, upcoming yeah. scene. And so, and then, and then, but like Ta- Taj and Roman, Tyrese Gibson, and then uh, someone else. They're they're all on the uh, submarine, and they're trying to figure out what to exchange uh, to pull out the firing pin. And like Taj is the only one who can, but he's been locked out of the room. And basically it looks like the submarine's just gonna launch its nuclear missile and everything will be fucked. But at the last mm-hmm. moment, they're able to pull it out. And so now they're they have to basically try to stop every stop them, you know, one last time because Cypher is able to outhack Ramsey and get the submarine into the water. So basically if if Cypher was able to get to the submarine herself, they'd be able to replace the firing pin and uh, actually launch the nuclear missiles. They still have the codes. They still have the submarine. So they need to stop that submarine from getting out to open water and having Cypher being a- be able to get to it. Mm-hmm. And so- and now, we get a, now we get a chase scene, man. Right, because they're On like- On the ice. They're trying to- they're like, we have to close the lock to make sure it doesn't get out to sea. And the only way to do that is we have to drive over this fucking ice. And so they start going and immediately Ty- uh, Ty- Tyrese Gibson, he's like, his car is spinning around because a Lamborghini is like a piece of shit on the ice. And it is hilarious, obviously. Mm-hmm. And eventually a rocket gets shot at him and he, uh, his car is like, you know, teetering on the edge of going in and all of a sudden Lute is able to save him. He shoots a harpoon into his door and when the car goes in, the door flies off and Roman is riding around on the door like a sled, just screaming his head off. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty funny stuff. Yeah. Uh, but uh, then all of a sudden the uh, sub starts like busting through the ice and I don't know how fast this thing is going, but it is like it's got to be going super fast, these right? Cars. That's impossible. Yeah. We know we we've learned enough about submarines from this podcast to know there's no effing way that submarine is out racing those cars, right? Yeah, it was probably it had to be cruising like ninety miles an hour. It's not that's not how fast submarines go. No. <laughs> so it's ridiculous, and we turned off the movie at that point. We don't know what happens after this. Uh, anyway, the shit does hit the fan. Stuff is going absolutely crazy. There's all kinds of explosions, all and, type of stuff. And finally, the uh, plan, but the, the other plan starts to actually be afoot at this point because, uh-oh, look up in the sky. Who is it? It's the Shaw brothers. And they are flying on literally made up. They may as well be riding on Griffins because they have these rocket packs where you're like, do they, I, I said, they're like, do those exist? No, they can't exist. <laughs> Never mind. But like, they are insane, not real shit. And they just fly straight onto the plane, Cypher's plane. And the idea is that they're going to, it turns out to be Shaw and his brother, who he's rescued from prison or was helped to rescue from prison by Dom uh, and his mom. And uh, not Dom's mom, Shaw's mom, duh. Is this when we get the... the, the Uh Uh-oh. Damn it. Yeah, the flashbacks, right? This is like yes, when it goes like exactly. a Saw movie. Yeah, <laughs> and they it's start a flashback. flashing back. Yeah, and so then the idea is that he's going to rescue the kid so that Dom can get back in the action. Oh, yeah. and he, and they do. 
Oh, yeah, he does. He's going around killing everybody on the plane with, like, a baby in a car seat. Yeah. And he's, like, making sure to keep the kid entertained the whole time. He's, right, like, making which, is, all these faces. which is very reminiscent of one of the greatest movies ever made. Do you know which one it's very reminiscent of, Kyle? No. It's mentioned on this podcast, actually, fairly frequently. It's called Face Off. Run. Face, face Off. Face Off, when they, give, they have, uh, over the rainbow, they put, like, earphones on a kid when there's going to be a big shootout with Over the mm. Rainbow playing. In order okay. to keep him like not what? to be too scared, yeah, that's a great scene in Face Off, right? And they basically ripped it off in this. And again, I t- second time I turned off the movie. I was like, can't watch this bullshit. But you wanted enough I, that you turned it back on. I did like J- a lot Jason's facial expressions, though. Yeah, oh, so where funny. he was like trying to entertain the kid or whatever. <laughs> it cracked me up. So so, anyways, they they go back and Dom, hearing that his kid is safe, finally. <clears throat> takes care of business with Rose. And this was nuts because there, I don't think there's ever been a different moment in the film, in, in the series as a whole where Dom has so directly like murdered someone. Like he snaps this oh, yeah. dude's neck. He like literally punches him in the head with his head like draped over the, it's almost like he curb stomped the guy. It was yeah. actually like kind of disturbing. <laughs> I didn't love it <laughs> for my main character to do that. Um, but he was angry because the guy had killed his uh, ex-girlfriend. So, Obviously, yeah. Uh, so he gets back in the action and, you know, he's basically lets Cypher know that she is screwed because he's got two wicked killers loose on her plane. And she's like, well, you know what? I'm going to get you. I'm going to shoot a heat-seeking missile at you and kill you. And he's like, all right, bring it on. And so the heat-seeking missile is flying. It's going nuts. And Dom uses a tactic we've seen in some of our sub-movies. Yeah, pretty sure. clutch. He uh, is able to direct the heat-seeking missile back at the submarine. Yeah. Kaboom! Huge explosion. Actually, almost almost too big of an explosion. Almost. He jumps, he jumps over the submarine. Again, jumps out of his car without any problem. Is sitting there, and you're like, oh, he's going to get scorched to death because it's like scorched trials over here with like fire everywhere. But then all the his friends kind of group around him with a car, and like this giant fireball goes around him. And everyone's yeah. like, yeah, it's fine, right? And Dom's like, yeah, I'm fine. And I was like, would he be, though? Would he be fine? I doubt it. I doubt Probably it. Probably not. Also, he they kind of explain it away, but is no one, is it really not a concern that the nuclear missile was on that submarine that exploded? I guess not. Because submarines can theoretically sink and no one's concerned about their nuclear mi- uh, missiles right. exploding. Yeah. Uh, but also during this, Cypher gets away. Yeah, and she escapes. Dom is safe, and he's like, "Hey guys, thanks for believing in me." By the way, here's my son. I'm gonna name him Brian. And he's like, "Yeah, you will." And I'm sitting there being like, "What a surprise!" What I love yeah. is that the ending is like the ending of all the other ones, pretty much. They're always yeah. eating, family time, sunset, smiles. The weirdest thing <laughs> is watching them all in a row. Shaw, Jason Statham's character, literally murdered like one of their really oh. good friends. <laughs> yeah. He like burnt yeah. Han alive in a car, and then he's just hanging out with them. They're like, "Hey, yeah. good, yeah, right, yeah." And it's like, I know he saved your kid, and he like helped you, and like saved you your life, and you saved his life. But like, I don't know, Han, you're kind of being shitty to Han's memory. Am I wrong? Yeah, dude. Han was a good character, man. Han was my favorite character, actually. Han I'm, was awesome. I hated, I hated when he got killed. Yeah. Wait, who killed Han? Shaw did in Tokyo. Yeah. No. Yes. Yeah. You he find threw... that out in a later movie, Alex. No, no, no. Oh, it was, number it was a, seven. 
No, no, no. He in the cutscene in at the end of six, he throw he explodes Han's car, and then they repeat it in seven. Oh, that's right. They yeah, show it again in seven. Yeah. So when they reveal Jason Statham's going to be the bad guy in seven, it's through a cutscene where it shows him killing Han. And he also blew up Dom's home in Las Vegas, Las Angeles. Like he planted a bomb to try to kill Dom's family, and it exploded, but everyone survived. And <laughs> Dom's like, Dom's like, yeah, you know what? Cheers. Here's some Corona. Like, let's all enjoy our Coronas, sponsored by Corona. Yep. He's family now, man. I know he really cares about family. I think actually that was kind of the point of this one is to show how like Shaw is. The same as him, which is funny because his younger brother, the Owen Shaw, who was like the bad guy in six, the whole point was like, I can manipulate you, Dom, because you only care about family. And then his brother comes in and it's like, I recognize a kindred spirit. You care about family. It's all within like the same people. Yeah. Anyways. It's hardcore stuff, man. I may as well be doing my review right now because I thought this movie, like it's basically gotten worse and worse since five. Five was great. Six, I was like, interesting, but got really weird and like silly. Seven was even sillier and weirder, but it did have some like good emotional stuff with it at the end with the the fact that they had to do all that stuff with Brian retiring. I was glad I kept on waiting for his character to be killed and I was actually kind of dreading it, but they, I think they treated it well by having him kind of just like leave the life and not be a criminal anymore. in the sunset, literally. Yeah, no, I actually, <laughs> yeah. enjoy, I, I was very happy that that occurred. There were moments where I thought, oh my God, they are going to have, this is where he dies. And then it's like, no, he didn't die. And in the end, I was actually surprised. I was like, whoa, I'm actually, like, this is one of these movies that actually surprised me, even though it's, they're mostly like predictable, regular action films or whatever. And then this one, I actually thought just got so silly. It's almost like a comedy. Sometimes with the Marvel films, I feel the same way, where it's almost like, it's almost more of a comedy now. Even the action scenes are like supposed to be funny for some reason. So you're supposed to be laughing the whole time and being like, <laughs> look at these characters. They're so funny. <laughs> like a, a submarine. Well, I mean, definitely with Roman and Statham and uh, Hobbs or, you know, The yeah, Rock. That's true. That's what you're getting. Even Dom, even Dom is supposed to be funny. I, mean, I guess Letty's the only one who's not really that funny at any, at any time. But... I don't know. I thought it was, I thought it was, it was very spectacular looking and I, and I liked, I mean, it's very loud. So I'm sure the sound is considered good. Uh, and there was a giant submarine and I do think the submarine was the best of the small submarine, like this cycle. It is the best used submarine of the cycle for sure. Even as you noted with Dom kind of using a submarine tactic to get away from the heat-seeking missile and blow up the submarine. Mm-hmm. Like, that's very it's very reminiscent of, reminiscent of, like, classic submarine films. So that's pretty cool. So I'm going to bump it up from where I was. I'm going to go in at five and, five and a half. Well, there you go. Yeah. Five, five and, and a half. half. Five and a half. Ooh. All right. Who wants to go Kay. next? I'll go. All right. So I, I love these movies. Always have. Um... But I'm going to agree with Jamie it, with the word silly. This, it's, it's getting silly. I mean, it's pretty much like, all right, what haven't we done? And how can we incorporate it into a new movie and surprise the audience while keeping the characters like with pretty much the same jokes? Um, like Tyrese <laughs> is just there for comedy. My, like he's saying ludicrous. I mean, they're saying the same things they always say oh, <laughs> in yeah. these movies. Tyrese, yeah. Tyrese is one of my least favorite characters in one of these it, major franchises. Like, I don't understand they, why he keep, keeps on being the exact same not he, very good character. Exactly. They don't develop them at all. But 
I mean, if, if I'm looking at all of them, I'd say, Jamie, so you, did you say five was your favorite? Five is my favorite, and it kind of goes down five. Well, no, yeah. so so one thing I will say is I, I enjoy three. The first one is good because it's the original, and I think three is actually a lot better than people think. When I first watched the first four when we were anticipating five, I was surprised that three is kind of like made fun of because it's actually a lot of fun and a lot of r- street racing. Like I do enjoy all of the street racing scenes. They always have at least one in any of the given entries. Doesn't yeah. matter if it's what what it's actually about. Overall, there's always a street racing scene. And three, I actually think does the best with kind of that stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, the first, even the first one looks pretty silly on the racing, whereas the third one looks pretty cool. So I've always liked that one, but I think five is pretty clearly the one that changed the franchise to become what it is. Which yeah, is, I, I remember seeing four, and I was like, "Now this was a damn good movie that I didn't expect." You like five four? was like I didn't like. I mean, I liked four because it was just like a refresh. I thought it was going to be terrible because I'm like, really, they're making a fourth Fast and the Furious, but I liked it. And then the fifth one was just amazing. And the sixth one I loved when they introduced The Rock. And I really loved the ending when The Rock killed the bad guy at the end. He was, in, he was, he was, he was in, in the fifth. Yeah, he was introduced oh, in the fifth. Oh, is that the fifth one where he just yeah. shoots the guy? He but killed he was my kinda, team? He was kind of the antagonist, antagonist in the fifth one. And then the sixth one was when he was part of the team for the first time. Oh, okay. Well, then I, changing that, five is definitely my favorite. Because that's the one I, I thought that was six. Anyways, eight was silly, but really good. I love Charlize. I like that they got her in there. I did not like... What was it Scott Eastwood? That was <laughs> terrible. Um, he shouldn't. He's not even. He's a bad actor too. Like just, yeah, a, just flat out not good at acting. Yeah. So he shouldn't yeah. be in this these movies. But it was just kind of like you know it was just like getting everybody. Pretty much everybody came back. Add a couple new characters. It was entertaining. I liked it. I liked the submarine stuff. The I don't know. if We didn't really talk about it too much. But when they took control of the cars. And they were like driving out of the windows and then there was like a car tidal wave chasing them. That was, that was just ridiculous. I remember seeing that. <laughs> um, did it need a sub? Yeah, it needed a sub. I like the sub. Good in this sub. One, actually. I like the sub. Um, I'll give it, I'll give it a seven. That's what I'll do. All right, man. Solid rating. Let's see it again. I, I'd always watch these fast, fast movies a lot. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, I I can jump right in here. Uh, I think like a lot of what you guys have said um, th- between three and five, man. I have a I have a hard time, but I think five is probably my favorite one. And Zach, uh, I mentioned this in an earlier episode, but you and I saw that movie in theaters together, and I'd never laughed so hard at anything in my life because in that opening scene when they're chasing that train. And they drive a, they drive oh, this car yeah. right off this like four hundred foot cliff. You and I are sitting in theaters, and you lean over to me and pretty loudly, you're like, "Dude, they do all their own stunts, <laughs> <laughs> like, like four hundred feet down." Like, oh my god! Um, but that that movie is super kick ass, and I think. If you were to watch the first three, like I can't imagine for Brom. Uh, like this, you probably think you're watching just an entirely different franchise. Like, yeah, 100%. this is so, so different than those first few movies. It's crazy, and I think you know the Rock injecting him into the movie did a lot of that. Uh, but like you guys had mentioned, this one is pretty silly. It's like over the top. I don't know why it bothered me. I really like Charlie Theron, but I did not like her hair in this movie. I don't. That's something weird. But <laughs> didn't it remind uh, you of what's her name from Gone in sixty seconds? 
Oh yes, was that Angelina Jolie in there? Yeah, yeah, with Nick. And yeah, she I just, I just like watched, that. I just watched that, and yes, yeah, she doesn't remind me of that. But she was. I was surprised when I rewatched Gone in Sixty Seconds. Angelina Jolie is in it for so short. She probably has a total of like seven minutes of screen time. She's such a really such time. a mi- such a minor character. Yeah, but she was on all the posters and so much part of the uh, advertising. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, I like you guys had also mentioned they these characters have been the exact same since we've ever started except one of the things i really enjoy with this franchise is we've been able to see the progression of the acting skills uh in them over eight movies because uh, in number one it's not super great um and you know it's you know getting better so i like that this watching this movie actually makes me want to totally rescind my vote on whatever i voted for when Zach wanted the rock movie series season. I want that so bad. It, yeah. It's so funny to me. I just I couldn't get enough. Him and Shaw, I mean whatever, it's just like little schoolyard bullshit conversation and it's it's just funny. I don't know. I, I just remember but, that quote at the end of the movie, Kyle, when the or like I think it was in the middle, but when the rock was like to, to to Shaw, he was like, I'm going to punch you. What did he say? I'm going to punch you in the mouth. Your teeth are going to go down your throat, and then I'm going to kick your ass and kick your teeth or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> or it was somehow shoving your toothbrush up your yeah, ass. Yeah, yeah. Shoving that's your it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, right after... Uh, Right after Roman was riding on that car door in the snow, the rock pulls up. He opens the door. He's like, yo, shrinkage, get in. <laughs> it's like, good God. Uh, the action, I thought, was good. I mean, the action in these movies is nonstop. Did it need a sub? Absolutely. Did it need the EMP? Probably not. Uh, we were talking a little bit about EMPs right before the podcast. For all that, Alex, bring up that in a little bit. Um, I don't know what the point of it was exactly but i liked it i like the franchise this is not the best one not the best one but i'm gonna go ahead and say this probably is the best like sub action that we've seen in any of these does it need a sub movie month series i give hail caesar uh 7.75 oh but i don't if you, like give this, I don't if you know. give this more than a 7.75, I'm probably just going to quit the podcast. Oh, okay. Give it an eight, right, Cool. Got an eight, uh, <laughs> Call this yeah. bluff. Call this yeah. bluff. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do 7. it. 7.7501. 12 inches. I'll, t- I'll match it with a 7.75. Okay. I'm still in, <laughs> but only barely. Yeah. <laughs> all those all those Brom fans just got really worried. <laughs> <laughs> we're sweating and all and those Brom haters were like come on Kyle come on yeah. <laughs> just do it send him out the torpedo tube <gasps> that's right <laughs> and do a really dramatic unveiling after the commercial break <laughs> yeah let's cut the commercial he's back He's still here, guys. Do one of those stupid promos, Kyle's, where it's like, next week's episode of Submersion, someone might leave. (laughs) Good God. All right, who's next? I'll go. I'm going to say, right off the bat, I thought this was a very average movie. It had its funny parts. It had its action. I thought it had some really weird parts that didn't really make sense. I, I, I don't want to say loopholes, but 
the the EMP blast that doesn't make sense to me. I know Kyle, you just mentioned that. I don't know how an EMP blast works, but I figured it would have destroyed everything in the submarine. That is my understanding too. I thought it just fried electronics and they were totally useless. That's what I thought too, and that's what it seemed. Unless I'm I also, wrong, I don't. Escape from, escape from LA would tell us that's definitely what happens, right? And that we were we were talking before Alex, Kyle, and I. It's like it, it created that force wave, like that shock wave, and it was just like, wait a minute, do they even do that? I don't know. That's probably just so you know it's happening. I guess as an <laughs> audience, because I I, I want to know. I also the necklace that he uses so Shar able to find his airplane at the end oh that's right yeah. I don't know why they just weren't able to use that from the very beginning to find out where he was instead of having to use his god's eye thing backwards unless it's something that intentionally has to be turned on but they never show him intentionally turning this thing on it just showed that it was always on so I don't know why they had made such a big deal out of trying to find him or track him when it was clearly around his necklace or on his necklace around his neck the entire time it's little things like that when I'm watching. It's like, why do they even bother making a big deal out of it? It just doesn't make sense for what happened previously in the film, I guess. Other than that, the submarine looked pretty cool. Um, the action with it, although un- unrealistic, was pretty cool. I guess if they really wanted to render the submarine inoperable from the very beginning, they just had to leave the hatch open when they left because they dived that thing immediately. Uh, and as we know from the Indian submarine, you can't really have a submarine full of water because it creates a whole bunch of problems. I feel like that could have been an easy way to deter it, but we would have gotten all the great action if they did that. So overall, decent movie, very average though, um, in terms of story and everything, I'm, I'm going to give it a 5.3 and it did need a sub for the movie because I thought it was really good. Nice. In terms of how they used it, even though unrealistic, I, I still liked it. So, 5.3. All okay. right. All right, so that's me. Uh, it's me. There we go. Famous catchphrase. Uh, Alex worked on a little bit of a smaller scale. I'll talk a little bigger about it. Uh, this is what um, big trend in Hollywood you kind of see with just like piling in all the every actor you can find off the street you know hopefully you draw in their fans they got zach you put the rock in there zach's zach's on board uh (laughs) you put Charlize theron in there all those Charlize fans come out of the woodwork um and i kind of see right through it i mean i feel it feels like a facade to me this is a this is gonna be a hot take boys um uh controversial opinion alert but they just piled in a bunch of actors. There's not much substance behind it. The The action is was – I mean, there's a lot of action. It was goofy. I like the first scene the best. I'm, I'm a big Vin Diesel guy, so that's – that's me coming in board. I got to see – I got to see my boy Vin. Oh, there you um, go. But um, I liked that race scene even though it was ridiculous. I, it set the tone. I knew it was going to be ridiculous. The engine's like blazing red hot and he's driving this rickety old jalopy. Um, but after that, all the action seemed like comic bookish, the way they were fighting through the prison and stuff like that. It was just so ridiculous. Uh, the storyline is wild. The dialogue is goofy. I hated the soccer scene. That was terrible. Oh, come on. Um, <laughs> I agree. It was terrible. I just, it, I just don't get into this kind of stuff. And that's why it's another reason I don't get into all of the, um, comic book 
stuff. It's just, it just feels like once they got you in, I feel like they think that they can keep you, you know, spending your 10 bucks at the box office every year and they don't have to really put any substance behind it. So I thought this was just a, a garbage movie and I'm going to give it a four. Wow. Wow. Thought it lower. I will say, as everyone's kind of piled on here with the submarine, obviously this one of, of any that we've seen of this cycle, it needed the submarine movie. Uh, it was one of the, obviously, the more interesting parts for me since we're reviewing a submarine movie and um, rerouting the torpedo into the back of the one car was pretty wild. That was fun. <laughs> By hand. Yeah. I loved that part. Um if you're going to go over the top, at least that was uh, that was really fun and uh, unique, um, but seemed at least somewhat feasible. I feel like uh, w- with it, we've heard of torpedoes kind of misfiring, and, and um, that seemed like, uh, I guess, of the more far-fetched stuff, something that I guess could have happened. And, yeah, the most, uh, the most far-fetched thing that happened in the entire series was actually in 6, where they chase an airplane trying to take off for like 20 uh-huh. minutes. Like they, like they literally, a plane is trying to take off for like 20 straight minutes. And you're like, where are they? I don't even understand. World's (laughs) longest runway. I mean, it is unreal. They would have been, it would have literally been, I don't even know, 20 miles or something straight, straight up 20 miles of like runway or something. I have no idea. Yeah. Been a long time. Or more. Or more. Probably would have been more. I'll say I really liked one and two. I know two is not well regarded at all, but. I kind of get on board with, uh, you know, the street racing and all that. And one kind of had heist elements to it. And, and, uh, I like, I like a good heist movie, like the Italian job, you know, um, this I'm was sure such a far there, cry, there you go. <laughs> such a far cry from what I was used to, uh, as oh, you, do you think Mark to, Wahlberg, do you think Mark Wahlberg will ever show up in the series? We can, how much hope. more are they going to do? I'm, do you guys, are, they've are, are, got there's definitely nine, nine for sure. ten. Slated hmm. right now. Yeah, nine nine is one hundred percent being made. I know. Ten, uh, Vin Diesel sure has said uh, for your trivia there. Vin Diesel has said many times he only does these movies so he can continue to create um, the Pitch Black uh, Chronicles of Riddick movies because he gets the money from those, and then he actually is like the the main financier of the Chronicles of Riddick movies. Now really? I will say, yep. Fast Nine is on hold because. Vin Diesel's stunt double. Damn, I think did he, he's. Either, I think he's in a coma. They had a serious accident on set filming, and right now production Are you has halted. Serious? Oh yeah. Oh, wow. Yep, production has halted on uh, Fast Nine. Wow. Mm-hmm. Some say that the Fast movies are cursed because they've had some terrible things happen to some of the crew members, and obviously cast members. So that's but and that's not a Zach fact. No, this is before Zach Fax, so that's, oh. yep. I'm not pulling anyone's chains. Subs. <laughs> Dang. All right. Should I get into some trivia? I feel like we're, like, starting to push time a little bit. Yep. Again. time. For usual. Yeah, as it. usual. Do it. I'm only going to do one main trivia thing, because there was one main trivia thing associated with this film, and it regards the relationship between The Rock and Vin Diesel, kind of. Uh, but there were a couple kind of interesting things. Otherwise, apparently Scott Eastwood is supposed to be, uh, Paul Walker's kind of replacement in the series. They make a very particular effort to have Scott Eastwood's character have similar, um, choices as Paul Walker's character would have. So he, like Paul Walker always liked to have foreign souped up cars. 
and Scott Walker goes after those types of things. And there's like other homages, like his relationship with Tyrese Gibson is very similar to uh, Paul Walker's relationship with Tyrese Gibson in Too Fast, Too Furious. So like they're making concerted effort that he's going to be the new Paul Walker in the series, which is- That's horrible. Unfortunate. Um, Then again, I didn't didn't think Paul Walker was very good early in the series, but then I thought in uh, six and, uh, yeah, I thought in six and seven- in particular, he actually was quite good. I feel like he was actually like a much better actor than when he like first started the series through time. Well, because they'd grown so much over it's true. You know, family, that many family years. growth, and all that stuff. Right. All right. So the main. Oh, and then the other one that I found kind of interesting from trivia was that uh, uh, Helen Mirren went uncredited in her role, so she she didn't have a credit for uh, that role in this movie, and she actually campaigned to be in the film. Uh, saying that she would wouldn't even be acting, she just would enjoy her time making a Fast and the Furious movie, and then she was offered to be in the film. It went uncredited. That's All right, so cool. then <clears throat> there was an infamous message posted by Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, on Instagram. Uh, basically, it confirms some rumors of onset friction that was occurring. So he said, this was the quote: "This is my final week of shooting Fast and Furious. I, there's no other franchise that gets my blood boiling more than this one." An incredible hardworking crew. Universal Universal has been great partners as well. My female co-stars are always amazing and I love them. My male co-stars, however, are a different story. Some con- conduct themselves as stand-up men and true professionals, while others don't. The ones that don't are t- t- too chicken shit to do anything about it. Candy asses. When you watch this movie <laughs> next April and it seems like I'm not acting in some of the scenes and my blood is legit boiling, you're right. Bottom line uh, is it'll play great in the movie and fits this Hob, uh, Hobbs character that's embedded in my DNA extremely well. The producer in me is happy about this part. Final week and Fast 8, and I'm finishing strong. Iceman cometh, Fast 8, hashtag zero tolerance for candy asses. <laughs> so apparently what happened was that Vin <clears throat> Diesel had been angry about announcements or and, and planning of Hobbs and Shaw, the movie that, just, that has just been released, um, and basically the idea that it was going to be the next entry in the series and that instead of kind of running in parallel, they were going to delay Fast and Furious 9 to make this rock standalone film. And so he, in turn, because he's a big part of Fast and Furious, kind of uh, strong arms and used his position to cut some of the rock scenes in Fast and Furious 8, in The Fate of the Furious. And so it created a lot of uh, friction. And then they had a discussion and they said afterwards that it, they gained a lot of clarity from it, but it seems like they do not have a particularly good working relationship anymore. Well, I can't imagine after that. Yeah. So And, and then uh, yeah, apparently Tyrese also had some bad things to say about The Rock in regards to this kind of stuff. And there's been just a, like, it seems like at this point they've spun off the franchise and probably it will not come back together again, would be the guess. Hobbs will be totally separate. Really? Yep. All right. And then as my, I found it kind of interesting that there's a similar, actually, uh, cinematographer that has worked on a lot of these films. So uh, Fast and Furious 9, Fate of the Furious, Furious 7, Fast and Furious 6, Fast 5, Fast and Furious, Tokyo Drift. Uh, they all have the same uh, cinematographer because he worked with Justin Lin, who has done those films, other than uh, Furious uh, 7. 
sorry, other than, uh, yeah, Furious, Furious 7 and Fate of, the, Fate of the Furious. So he's had five um, collaborations with, with Justin Lin. What other films? So he had hilarious filmography when I was looking at it. So what other actors from films he's also been a cinematographer on would have been good to include in the next one? In Fast Furious 9, who do you want to see show up? So what about uh, Steven Seagal from The Patriot? 1998. Steven Seagal. Do you want him to show up? Could he be the bad guy in it? He's in The Patriot? Not The Patriot you're thinking. It's 1998. Oh, the Patriot. okay. Dude, Kyle, <laughs> I, my mind Patriot. went to the same movie. And different I'm just Patriot. like, there's different, no fucking way. Different Patriot. Like, when was Mel Gibson either fighting or befriending <laughs> Steven Seagal? It would be, it would be funny to, to try to get Steven Seagal into, re- cut that into the other Patriot. <laughs> I mean, no, it's a Patriot with Steven Seagal. I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess with how ridiculous some of the stuff has been in these movies, uh, yeah, throw Seagal in there. Would he be the bad guy though, or do you think you, you would have him be? I, I'd see him being a bad guy, right? He I would, would kind of be the bad guy because then he doesn't move so much. He could just like sit in a chair. Exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking. I picture him wearing all black with black sunglasses, and he's just like talking into microphones or something. Dude, that's the yeah. exact same <laughs> mental image. <laughs> kind of like him at that uh, judo competition. That's, or whatever that's exactly yeah. what I was thinking also, about. Also, exactly what I was thinking about. <laughs> Uh, for all those listeners out there, you can Google that. Just do Steven Seagal judo competition, and you probably will find it. <laughs> Spectacular. Uh, what about Howie Long from Firestorm? Do you know who mm. Howie Long is? Yeah, the football player. There we go. Good. I, I, I think of him as the action star env- and star of Firestorm, but fine. Also mm. football player. I don't envision him in this movie at all. That would be actually really funny if they were like, and the next in Summit of Fast and Furious gonna have howie long and i'm gonna be like but why right uh what about jackie chan from the tuxedo now jackie chan like first strike jackie chan him versus statham i think could be very fun uh him versus statham and the rock could be very fun but time is a fickle bitch now it's not gonna work so well jackie is a little older but maybe he could be like a mentor and we could see where Shaw got his moves. Right. Ooh. Ooh. I can what see a, that take. What about LL Cool J from Deep Blue Sea? <laughs> Ladies love him. I'm honestly surprised he hasn't made it into this uh, series already. Yeah, you would think early on he may have been able to sneak his way in. And now with all that, uh, what is it, NCIS LA money? Yeah. They want to bring him right back. Because ladies love them. I don't know if you do. You guys know that? Oh, I, I no, I, I, I don't keep up on my LL, LL Cool J. Well, ladies love them. Okay. Uh, what about Kevin Costner from The Postman? No, no, you're saying no to Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner. Okay. Yeah. No. All right. Yeah. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going to Zach on this. Yeah. <laughs> I would not want him in this. And what about Ed Harris? Now, it may be a shock to everyone, but Ed Harris was actually in a movie already made by this guy. It was called Needle, right? And it was about a guy who's, it's like a, it's like a, it's a horror film where there's a guy, right? And he's totally into, he's like sneaking around and he's like killing people. But then he sneaks into the wrong house one day because guess whose house it is? 
Ed Harris's. Yes. And then all of a sudden, he's trapped in his world now and actually switches around. All of a sudden, <laughs> Ed Harris is the killer. Mm. And he doesn't, he doesn't even like it because Ed Harris is all creeping around. He's slipping and sliding all over the place. And he has no <laughs> idea where this guy's going to be because he's slipping. He's got tubes all in his, ha- in his house. That's Philip Grease. Why is it called it's Needle? Why is it called Needle? Because I, I just yeah. saw I saw a movie that this guy did a sing- cinematography for called Needle, and then I just made up a movie with Ed Harris in it. But I'm not sure <laughs> oh, okay. why we call it Needle at that point. Probably you call it Grease Tubes. I like that. <laughs> Starring Ed Harris. So, anyways, what I could see Ed, that. Ed Harris- and then um, and then Ed Harris is like a mechanic, and he's having all kinds of problems, like holding on to wrenches and stuff because he's so greasy. And but like, then, yeah, the cops come by and they're like. Why are you so greasy, man? Yeah. And then there comes a scene where they need um, they need to put oil in the car, and he pulls his shirt off, and they can wring it out, and they got oil for the engine. Right. Actually, that's, a, that's like the longest scene in the movie is that. Mm-hmm. They actually don't actually yeah. come back. They don't come back to the person being trapped in his house at all, the rest of the film. It's mostly his kind of day-to-day life in the, the mechanic shop. Yeah. And then he then he is recruited by an FBI agent to go uh, do drag racing. Ooh, now we're talking. And he replaces Paul Walker in the series. This is actually I think I'm I think this is not called Needle. I think it's just called Fast and the Furious Nine. It could be. Yeah. All so right. Anyways, Phantom Zone. Engage the Phantom. So this was very easy. Uh, I actually think I've even used it the last couple of weeks. I've, I've hinted to the listening audience that maybe they should take note of Fast and Furious, uh, Fate of the Furious being used uh, in my uh, Phantom Zone because we were going to do it this week. And yeah, so this has um, obviously Statham in it, Mechanic Resurrection that has a submarine in it, Tommy Lee Jones. He's in blah, blah, blah with blah, 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 right? Right. Done and done. Beautiful, Jamie. Okay. Yep. It's it's sub sub world world wide wide wide. So this last weekend, if you guys are following us on social media, as you obviously should be, you probably saw that I went to Baltimore and I actually got to set foot onto a real submarine. Uh, This is the first time in my adult life I've done it, and it was pretty darn exciting. So I decided, what the heck, I should probably cover that submarine. Am I right? So I went on the USS Torsk, and that is a Tench-class submarine. Wow, really? Yeah, it's one I have not covered before. Uh, It's a World War II diesel-electric sub. Uh, 80 of them were actually originally planned to be built, but the U.S. was like, uh, we don't need that many to beat Japan in the Pacific. So they canceled 51 of them. Uh, so they were doing quite well. Uh, they were built between 1944 to 1945, and the last one that was in service with the U.S. was the Tigrone, which was in service until 1975. So, they like I mentioned, diesel-electric. They have a length of 311 feet, 8 inches, a beam of 27 feet. They have four diesel engines. 
which generate 5,400 horsepower while surfaced, and the batteries can handle 2,740 horsepower while submerged. On the surface, they'll cruise along at 20.25 knots. Submerged, they will go 8.75 knots. For their endurance, they can last 48 hours while submerged at 2 knots. However, if they're cruising along at max speed, they will completely drain their batteries in one hour. They can also be on patrol for 75 days uh, total. They have a crush depth of 400 feet. They hold 10 officers and 71 enlisted men, have a range of 16,000 nautical miles. For weapons, they have 10 21-inch torpedo tubes, six forward, four aft, one five-inch deck gun, and they have the Bofors 400-millimeter and the Orlikon cannon. So, none of these were actually lost during World War II, but eventually, like the U.S., when they started offloading these things, sold one to Pakistan, and hmm. that was lost in service in 1971. Not good form, guys. Uh, like I said, the USS Torsk is on display at Pier 3 in Baltimore. You can see that, and they got a number of historic ships. Go down there for like $20. You can see all of them. It's pretty cool. Uh, they even got like giant wooden ships from the 1800s. It was pretty sweet. And there were, going through it was really cool. You got to get the sense of how tight it was and um, I can't imagine living on that for 75 days. It would be absolutely crazy, especially with 80 people. But they had all kinds of cool facts. I suggest if you're in the area, go there, support them, and take a tour of it. It's very cool. Um, some of the stuff, I don't want to you know, rip off everything they've got, so I just included just a few things here, which I thought were kind of interesting. Um, so the Torsk is actually a Norwegian translation for Kusk which is a fish that belongs to the cod family that's regularly eaten. And I don't know about you, but if I was getting on a boat, you know, and kind of, you know, nervous about being shot down, I wouldn't want to be thinking of a fish that gets eaten, but that's just me. And they also had this really cool device called a Kleinschmidt evaporator that could make up to 1,000 gallons of fresh water per day. And these boats would hold 4,000 gallons of water for the crew and they could also hold a little bit more for the batteries because I guess the batteries need water to run on. So that was pretty interesting. And the thing that blew my mind the most was in the engine room when they're running on the surface, it would get up to 120 degrees in there. And it was so loud that you couldn't, it was just deafening you couldn't communicate unless you were using hand signals. So I thought that stuff was pretty interesting. Really cool to get on there and just see how absolutely cramped it actually is. Um, and I can't imagine life on one for 75 days. That would <laughs> that would be pretty crazy. But that's yeah. it. I saw, so nice. did, did you Did you mention it was the last boat to sink a Japanese ship? Did I miss that? No, I did not mention that. Yeah, so I'm just I'm, I was trying to find out if it was in a movie because oftentimes these museum ships are used as like film setting. Doesn't seem like it, perhaps because it's kind of an odd look. If it's like a kind of a certain type of class, it may not be like make sense to film on or something like that. But they did mention right. in some of the books that it was the last 
U.S. submarine to sink a Japanese ship during World War II. Dang. Yeah. Good to know. The more you know, knowledge is power, is it not? All right. That's all I got. I think I was actually looking up news. <laughs> it's back. Hey, you, you fixed happy, it. Alex? I found it nice, for you. Nice job. All right. So submarine news is looking a little thin, but I did find a couple articles. If you're a fan of the Titanic, you'll be happy to hear that they have actually dived down using a small submersible again to look at the Titanic. And it's the first time in 14 years that they've gone down. They've used a... Triton uh, submarine or submersible, excuse me, uh, that is manable. And they said that they now have 4K footage of everything. So um, if you're a big fan of Titanic, you'll be able to look at this new footage. I did read into some of it and they said that the ship is actually deteriorating quite a bit from the last time that they were down there. I don't think it's going to look that great, but uh, I think it's pretty interesting that they're able to still dive down. And now that they have new technology, they're they're going to try to map it. I also read with the uh, with the submersible, and they're just going to videotape anything and everything that they can. Um, so that's all being done from a uh, Triton submersible. Um, so if you're a fan of that, nice. you're really going to enjoy it. I actually saw that on the. It was on like the national news tonight, and uh, I was like, "Oh yeah, dude, we got something new." <laughs> um. Found a uh, another article. I guess it's not really about a submarine, but it's about the uh, the command on board with it. Um, according to this news article, second in command of a secret attack submarine was relieved of duty. I don't know if this was because he tried his own mutiny or not, but uh, one of the executive officers of the USS Jimmy Carter uh, was relieved of duty due to loss of confidence in his personal judgment. Right now, we don't have enough information, but this is something I will be following for everybody. I want to know why uh, he was relieved of his duty here. I would like to think it's a mutiny uh, because everything (laughs) I've read on this says that uh, when he was even promoted to uh, leadership of this, they had congressmen uh, over there to watch the watch his promotion for his boat on this. And they described uh, the second in command here as incredible asset and his career in the submarine and the Navy has served multiple sea tours and both fast attack and ballistic missile submarines. So um, I'm going to keep following that for everybody that listens and pays attention to this. Cause I think this, I want to find out more if I really have to, I'm going to do a freedom of information act and I will let you guys know everything that had happened. <laughs> Good idea. On this. That should be its own podcast. Actually. <laughs> that off alex's freedom of information (laughs) (laughs) lastly if you're looking into starting your own uh new business the uh the companies that actually produce um uh the tubes what are those things called they shoot the fish what is a torpedo excuse me couldn't think of it a fish tube they call it a fish tube fish 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 tube tube. there's Uh, there are only two companies right now that make them, and one of them is threatening to quit and leave the business altogether because they're not getting enough work for it. Um, the company's called BWX Technologies is threatening to relocate all of its industrial capacity to other programs. They said right now that they're mainly making 
the tubes for two different classes, the Virginia class and the Columbia class, which is, from what I understand, supposed to come out in several years, so it's not even out yet. Um, but uh, they do not have enough work because uh, Navy shipyards aren't able to keep up with building enough submarines. So if you're looking to get into a new job or you want to start a new company, you can look at this because there's only one other company that makes them right now. And that could create some serious competition. But I would recommend you do a little bit of research because if for whatever reason the torpedo hatches don't open or close correctly, you could be in a lot of trouble underwater. <laughs> so, yes, do some research, please, before you yes. <laughs> do that. Yes. I mean, think about it. Like, there's not, you know, we're not just churning out subs like 50 a year or anything like that. No, I uh, was reading and they, uh, at the height of the Cold War, they were. Uh, the U.S. was only putting out about four new submarines a year, and right yeah. now they're struggling to put out even two a year at this time. And so even right right now, if you've got, like, 12 torpedo tubes, you know, you're only manufacturing, you know, 24 for these two subs. Yeah, so I don't exactly. Know. You just got to spin it off into other – you have to kind of make a whole bunch of torpedo tubes but figure out what else you can use them for. Like oh, good big, call. Like big straws. <laughs> And stuff like Ooh. that. Oh, straws for the Iron Giant. Exactly. Yes. See, now yep. I'm thinking outside the box. You see, you you're you're on top of it. You could be a billionaire and you don't even know it yet. Well, you I'll just got to come up with something yeah, smart. Yeah, I'll be CEO. Uh, you're going to be CTO, so you take care of actually making them. And I'll well, I can do that. Like get the strategy right. going. i also seeing here that a new submarine film, a trailer for a new submarine film has dropped online. Christian Stewart, it's called Underwater, and it's going to be a January 2020 film from 20th Century Fox. So actually a major motion picture. Christian Stewart. Hell yeah. TJ Miller, they are on a submarine. They've been drilling in the bottom of the ocean. They're about seven miles down and stranded because they've released sea monsters. T you, you said TJ Miller's in that? TJ Miller's in it with Christian Stewart. Oh, wow. And, yeah. Okay. Are you saying Kristen Stewart or Christian Stewart? Kristen Stewart. Kristen, yeah, that one sure. chick from DJ Twilight. Miller. I thought was getting dicked Black, in Hollywood because right, he, blackballed, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was, caught me off guard. Yeah, it says TJ Miller, Vincent Cassell, Jessica Henwick, John Gallagher Jr., and Mabadou Athi, along with uh, Christian Stewart, and huh. direct, directed by William Eubank. So yeah, but it does Thanks seem for like that's my attention. January tenth. 2020 when that's released so i know where i'll be exactly we're all to get we'll all be together right oh yeah sitting yep. down next to each other throwing popcorn laughing <laughs> live recording we've always talked about doing it in a theater i'd love it oh yeah that could be one we could go on like a sunday morning in imax and there'd be no one there and we could definitely do that Kristen stewart move all right let's probably finish this go up. up like friday yeah, okay. night and no Two, one would be there. ready to fire sir Commence the countdown. Give it to me. All right, here we go. So, for the countdown this week, we just uh, watched a Fast and the Furious film, which was part of a franchise. There are eight installments in the franchise. So, for our countdown tonight, I'm looking at movies. You say eight? That's got to be that's got to be up there for one of the largest franchises, right? Well, not really. There are actually seventy-eight film franchises with more installments than Fast oh and the Furious. Gosh, seventy-eight. 
78. Damn. There are a lot of pornos, uh, television <laughs> movies, and animated <laughs> franchises uh, and that compose films. a lot of that. Would one of those franchises be one of the ones we watched for episode 69? Uh, those don't, no, those don't, didn't make the cut. <laughs> and there's, uh, more of the conventional VHS style, uh, porno movies out there. Uh, quite oh, a few of them. Like Debbie Does Dallas is a big one. Uh, 20 of Emmanuel, those. Emmanuel, that was kind of like a yeah, softcore, I think. Yeah. That one has a lot of entries. How many Saw movies are there? Is that uh, Saw? I think was right at the threshold. It was seven or eight, so it did not make okay. the list. But I do have the I top. Know, ten. I know a couple. Yeah, I'm Godzilla. Sure. We'll get there. We'll get there. We gotta go through it. Yeah, we gotta go through it. We got uh, we got ten that I'm gonna call out as some of the bigger franchises uh, with uh, some Hollywood releases and things like that. So here we go. Number ten is Nightmare on Elm Street with nine entries. Nice. Ooh. Okay. Artistic artistic horror film. I enjoy the first one quite a bit, but I haven't seen many of the later entries. First mm-hmm. one's very good. Yeah. Then you got some uh, Freddy versus Jason and <laughs> some other guys. That's less good. <laughs> yes. Well, that, that's that's the, for the Friday the Thirteenth one. Yeah. Number nine, Star Wars. If we don't include any of the uh-huh. animated stuff, there are ten live action releases. Does that include the Ewok film? It does not include the Ewok film. We're we're counting the eight that have been currently released of the actual main storyline, and then the two uh, prequels, Solo and uh, Rogue One. Okay. Okay. Number eight is Halloween with eleven entries. Okay. That's another. That's one where the first entry is good, and it kind of descends from there into complete madness. By the time you get to four and five, which are awful. I heard the newest one was good, though, right? Right, yeah, because they, they kind of rebooted it. They kind of basically yeah. said everything after the first one didn't happen, and we're just doing kind of a sequel from there. <laughs> it's like what they're yeah. doing with Terminator. All right. Number seven is Pink Panther with 11 entries. Oh, boy. Never would have really? guessed that. You say, oh, boy, but they actually were very highly regarded films up until Steve Martin got a shot at it, and I'm not going to blame think, Steve Martin some, for it. There's some, some of the later ones, like the one with uh, the son of Pink Panther with yes. Roberto Benigni, I think those aren't particularly well regarded no. either. But no. yes, you're right. The earlier ones are very well regarded. Yeah, they even had an Alan Arkin one in there that doesn't have a rating. I'd be interested to see how that one uh, played. <laughs> Uh, continuing down the list here with number six is, mentioned earlier, Friday the 13th, Jason Voorhees movies. There are 12 of these movies. There's 12? Really? I'm trying to remember exactly. Because obviously Jason X was the 10th one and they had a reboot. Oh, and then and they had... I'm trying to remember what the other one was. Well, anyways, I've seen them all. They are a lot of fun. Some of them are worse than others. I personally like four and seven and one and then three is pretty good <laughs> there's friday the 13th friday three. the 13th part two there was part three yeah, three is pretty then good there, this is a good one friday the 13th the final chapter yeah, that one's the best one i actually think four is the best one of the, all of them well spoiler alert it wasn't the final chapter because there's yeah. a new beginning new beginning is the worst one five is the, is terrible then there's jason lives not good the new blood New Blood, I actually enjoy. Seven's good. Jason Takes Manhattan. Nah, that one's not great. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. It's not, it's not a great one. Jason Goes to Hell, The Final Friday. Yeah, that was also. I didn't like that Spoiler one. Spoiler alert. Once again, it was not The Final Friday because there was <laughs> Jason was X. 
Right. And that was this one in space, and it's really silly and kind of stupid. Then you got uh, Freddy, Freddy versus, versus Jason. Now I'm facing Freddy versus Jason. Yeah, that one's and also then, silly and not very good. And then and the Friday the 13th, 2009. It's just is useless. It was a Michael Bay produced film that sucks. Oh, God. Michael Bay produced it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Pressing onward, I can tell Zach is furious. Number five <laughs> is Star Trek with 13 installments. Mm-hmm. Counting down here, uh, some some notable ones coming up here. Uh, but number four, I decided to add this one to the list. I think it counts. I think it had some Hollywood releases. It's The Land Before Time with 14. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. I got to at least say something about that. That The original Land Before Time <laughs> movie, I have that on Blu-ray. I love, that's my childhood animated film right there. That's nostalgia, right? In the ki- kicking in the nuts. I cry every time when the mom dies. Love it. Mm. There's a sad story. Yeah, sad story related to the the child actor who voiced Ducky in that movie. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Wait, what was the sad story? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, uh, you don't have to tell me. Is it a long, yeah. is it a long story? No, it's not. She was also, I think, in, in Poltergeist or whatever, but she was murdered. Ooh. Yeah. That's unfortunate. ruined everything. Yeah, well. <laughs> it's just the truth. I only Zach, speak the call truth. off tomorrow. You're, you're going to be a wreck. <laughs> I can't handle it. I'm going to go get a pint of ice cream. Number three. Jaws. Jaws. Jaws movies. 27 entries. Whoa, so many Jaws movies. Actually, it's 007 James Bond. 27 of them. Okay. And I like, believe that, man. And like six of, six of them have submarines, I think. Ooh. There was two that weren't of the Eon Company, right? which puts them up to 27, but one did still have uh, Sean Connery. Never For, say never again. Forget who the other guy was. Yep. And then uh, Casino, the original Casino Royale. The original sure. Casino Royale, yeah. What's the other one, yeah. Number two, Carry On. I don't know if you guys know about these. These are a no, uh, British British comedy films. Uh, they all they all start with the name like Carry On, Carry On This, Carry On That, Carry On Soldier, Carry On Jack, Carry On Cleo, Carry On Behind, Carry On England, Carry On Abroad, Carry On Constable, so on and so forth. Your typical okay. British comedies, I assume. Uh, if I didn't mention, there are thirty one of those. I hear. <laughs> I hear little Carly, I think. Uh, number no. one is, you guys mentioned it before, Godzilla. Godzilla. Go- Go- Gojira. 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 32 under the Toho banner and four Hollywood, uh, total to 36 Godzilla films. Does that count the animated features? Uh, that probably does include the animated features. I'd, okay. I'd have to go back and look. I'm not a big uh, Godzilla buff. But uh, it's number one on our list of we do film franchises of with more installments than Fast and the Furious. Do, 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 Zach Facts, it's Zach Facts. <laughs> when you're going, going down. Get some Zach Facts when you're going down. All right, here we go, Zach Facts. Um... I kind of got one umbrella fact with many facts under the umbrella, you could say. It's almost as if it was raining Zach facts and the facts were dripping off the umbrella. Nice. (laughs) For those visual learners. Now, (laughs) 
<laughs> visual learners listening to a podcast. <laughs> the Fate of the Furious. The film inspired an abundance of novelty foods and alcoholic drinks. If you guys didn't see these in local Walmarts, Kmarts, Targets, and Aldi's. Um, so here's a list of the different novelty foods and alcoholic drinks that were inspired from the fates of the furious. You could get the, if you're a um, cider fan, you could go get a six pack of the hard cypher cider. Oh, maybe hard you're cider? more of a uh, <laughs> ice cream fan. You could get the um, Hobbs and Shaw caramel vanilla twist. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. That's very clever. I like that a lot. Or maybe, you know, maybe you're more like Alex and you want some Fireball. So you could get the Rhodes <laughs> Ginger Ale with Fireball. Nice. All right. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> or maybe, maybe Kyle, maybe you're, um, do you like lemon, Kyle? I do. Well, you could get the um, Sweaty Letty Lemon Drop. <laughs> nice. <laughs> sweaty Letty. <laughs> but maybe you really have a sweet tooth and Ben just Ben do you do you like ice cream I love ice cream you've actually talked me into it I think I'm gonna have to get some after the <laughs> podcast tonight well maybe maybe you can still find some in the uh, clearance section of the Luda Krispy Kreme ice cream oh Ooh. Luda Krispy Kreme is that made with like real donut chunks I yes alright <laughs> Don't overthink it, bro. <laughs> Master improviser. <laughs> and the last, and the last uh, one I've got for you tonight is the. Uh, if you walk in a bar and you want a really good drink, you could get the loaded Vin Gin Diesel. Oh, spiked, huh? So with gin and diesel fuel, huh? Yeah, oh. see, you get it. Alex. <laughs> yeah, that'll get you drunk real quick, huh? <laughs> that gets you something, man. <laughs> I don't know about drunk. You know what is drunk? Right, it's it's different to everybody, and that's it. That's all the facts. Excellent. I think we just came up, came under <clears throat> time, right? Hardly. We're way over. <laughs> all right, Bob. Did stop? you ever figure out? Uh, what, I I, what I was do going have on? an update. There's only a couple Mr. Bean feature films. It's mostly compilation of uh, the sketches and uh, the t- TV episodes. He did do some Johnny English films. There's two or three of those. Um, but nope, wouldn't make the cut. Should be another series <laughs> or another season for us Bean movies. We could. Would we get abstract with it, or is it all just Mr. Bean? Oh, really? Because a bunch of ones where people eat beans. Thanks for listening to Submersion. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every Thursday. If you like what you heard, please leave us a rating on iTunes. 